Welcome to the Solomon's Porch Podcast, the podcast from the worship experience of Solomon's Porch at Valdosta First United Methodist Church. We want you to be encouraged and inspired in your faith journey. So sit back and relax, unless you're driving or using heavy machinery, and enjoy. This is what uh, Matthew chapter 28 says, and it's the account, it's the, basically it's the Easter morning account, and I want to share it with you. And here we go in verse 1 of Matthew 28. After the Sabbath, as the first light of the new week dawned, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, wouldn't you like to be known as the other Mary, but the other Mary, uh, came to keep vigil at the tomb. And that's really important to note because they were coming to do what they did, like culturally, as you sat with the dead. They, they, weren't, they weren't coming to, say, to be like, hey, let's go check and see if Jesus is out yet. No, they were going to just do what they did. They were mourning their friend, had died, and so they were going to, to do that, and that was w- what they were about. Um, and then it says that suddenly the earth reeled and rocked. You know, sometimes we can read scripture and we just kind of zoom past some stuff. Can you imagine going to the the grave of one of your very good friends who had just passed, and you're going there, and then suddenly the the ground begins to reel and rock okay just try and think about this it reeled and rocked under their feet and then god's angel came down from heaven came right up to where they were standing okay this is this is pretty amazing stuff and then he rolled back the stone and they and then sat on it what here we go this is more then shafts of lightning blazed from him make sure I found my, my right spot. They blazed from him. His garments shimmered snow white, and the guards of the tomb were appropriately so scared to death. Can you imagine? They're there to keep watch over this, make sure nothing happens, and suddenly an angel appears, the ground shaking, an angel appears, the stone rolls back, and this angel's there with shafts of, of light coming out of him. I mean, this, you can't do this in a movie. This is, and then They were so frightened they couldn't move. So they're totally shell-shocked. They can't move. And then the angel spoke to the women. And he says this, there's nothing to fear here. That's a, a pretty important statement there because all that going on, I'm afraid. I'm afraid if the ground is shaking and if an angel uh, descends from heaven and shafts of light are coming out of his shimmering white clothes, I'm afraid. Are you afraid? I think you would be too. So he says, there's nothing to fear here I know you're looking for Jesus. The one he said, he spoke those words. Those words were prophesied about him. He is not here just as he said, come and look at the place where he was placed. You know, just to make sure that he's not in there hiding somewhere. Come and look and see. So these were the words that the angel spoke a couple of thousand years ago to the women that were coming to sit outside the tomb of their friend Jesus who had died. So these are these words, and I know these words were spoken specifically to them in that moment, but this is what I love about Scripture, is it could be a word, a conversation, something recorded that happened a long time ago, but by God's Holy Spirit we can look at it, and it can speak to us now. And so I believe the words that the angel spoke to those women so long ago are just as as truthful and just as powerful today in 2017. So what I'd like to do is I just want to take a few moments and look at these few sentences that the angel spoke to the women and see what they say to us this morning. 
Here's the first thing that the angel said. This is the Easter message. There is nothing to fear here. There's nothing to fear here. You know, I think a lot of us, whether we want to admit it or not, are driven by fear. Um, we make decisions. We don't make decisions. We make choices. We, we, we uh, make plans or don't make plans. We respond or react. We, a lot of things are driven by fear. Maybe it's fear of being rejected. So, well, I'm afraid that this won't work out. Maybe it's about a job or not getting into a school or a relationship or lots of different things. But fear kind of drives that so it affects how we function in that area, right? Fear. Fear is very real. The angel spoke these words to those women. There's nothing to fear here. I was thinking about this. I think a lot of us, whether we admit it or not, are driven by fear. And you might be sitting here going, I, I'm not, I'm never. And I just want to remind you, especially on this Easter Sunday, that it is a sin to lie in church. I think most of us, have fear affects us in some way. Maybe not as much as somebody else, but fear is a real thing. I mean, I thought about this. I think there's a lot of, of people who, because of fear, because of that, th this fear of not being enough. I'm not going to be good enough. I'm not going to be accepted. There's this fear that's there. There's a, a fear of, this is very real. I've seen this a lot, especially in my line of work. There's a fear that a lot of people have if they've gone too far away from God that they can't come back. That's what they think. There's a fear that they've gone too far, that, that there's no way back, that God can never forgive me that I've gone too far. I want, I want to say those words to the person that's thinking that today, This the same words the angel spoke. There is nothing to fear here. There is no fear of you going too far because God will meet you wherever you are and he will bring you home. There's no fear. There's no fear here. There's no fear. You know, a lot of people have a fear and it's turned into sometimes even an anger of God not coming through the way they thought he should. Have you ever prayed or expected God to do something a certain way, a certain time frame, and it just didn't happen? You know, a lot of people are afraid of that. They, they afraid, well, God's failed me. God, God doesn't love me enough to answer my prayers. I want to say the same words to you that the angel spoke to this woman. There is no fear here. There is no fear of, of God not coming through. His promises are true. They might not be in the time you want, and they not, might, might not be the answer you were expecting, but God is always true and faithful. He will keep his promise every single time. There is nothing to fear there. There is no fear found in Jesus. If you've ever been filled with fear, hear these words. There is no fear in Jesus. Here's another uh, sentence that the angel spoke to the women that I want you to hear today. He says this, I know you're looking for Jesus. You're kind of like, duh. I mean, you went to his grave. Of course you were looking for Jesus. I know you are looking for Jesus. I think that says a lot. I love this statement. Again, I think kind of how fear is an underlining uh, force for a lot of us. I think most people, and maybe you here today, you're at church, but you probably also know some people, and you look at their lives, or maybe you've been in this place, and you're kind of just grasping for truth, you're grasping for hope, you're grasping for something more than what your life currently is. I've certainly been there. And, and whether you actually say the words or not, the reality is, is that you're looking for Jesus. 
You're hoping that, that, that something better is going to happen. You're hoping that that, that, ne- that next person that you meet won't fail you. You're hoping and you're just really, I remember, I remember about two years before I became a Christian. Here's my, here's my commercial for, I almost bought the Dianetics book by L. Ron Hubbard, you know, the Scientology guy, because they had the most amazing commercials like back in the early 90s. It was like, do you know where you're going to go? Don't go buy this book, people. Just, I'm saying that right now. Do not, go get a Bible if you want to know the answer to this question. Okay? I was grasping, though. I wanted something. I needed truth. I needed hope. I needed something. And, and I, I was looking for Jesus. And I just didn't know it. I hadn't put that sentence together yet. I hadn't, that hadn't like solidified in my mind. But the angel speaks these words to those women, and I want you to hear them today. I know you're looking for Jesus. I think the fact that, that you're here today is that we're looking for Jesus. Or maybe you just want to make Granny happy, and you told her you were going to go to church, you know. But I bet you we're all looking for Jesus. Maybe we already know him, and, and, we're, and we want more. We don't, want a, we, want, we don't want a shallow relationship. We don't want a shallow existence with him. We want more. We realize, wow, okay, he's, he's, my sins are forgiven because of him, so is there more? And I want to tell you, yes. Yes, there is. So the angel spoke these words. Um, I know you're looking for Jesus. I mentioned this last week, but yesterday was my 23rd anniversary of saying yes to Jesus. And what I realized was, is in those, especially the months leading up to that, I was so, I just needed something. I needed some answers. I needed, I needed something. And I was looking for Jesus. And, and 23 years ago yesterday, I, it's not like he was hiding from me, but, you know, it's like, like the scales fell off my eyes. And I finally realized that's who I'd been looking for all, the, all along. I found Jesus. So if you've been looking for answers, if you've been looking for hope, if you've been looking for purpose or clarity, I can tell you that you haven't, you haven't been looking for a what. You've been looking for a who. And that who is Jesus. I know you're looking for Jesus. Here's another thing that the angel spoke to those women that day, and I want you to hear them today for you. Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. Again, if you've been around church or anything at all, you're like, yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, of course. But you know, I do this sometimes, and maybe, maybe you do as well. It's real easy to kind of just go through the whole uh, year, you know, and, and come to church, you know, when you can. I, I tend to be here quite often. Um, but we just kind of go through the motions, and then it's like, oh, yeah, Christmas. Yeah, Jesus is born, you know, six pounds, seven ounces. Yeah. I don't know what was the weight of Jesus. That was Mallory's birth weight. I don't know. Um, Jesus was born, yay. And then, you know, kind of wait. And then all of a sudden, oh, Easter, yeah, he rose from the dead, out of the tomb, up from the grave he arose. And you just kind of, all those kind of just get jumbled together. But see, there's, there's some stuff that transpired historically a few days ago. If you're looking at, if this is Easter Sunday and Jesus, the tomb was empty this morning, then that means that a couple of days ago he died. And, and sometimes we forget this. I remember one time someone said this and, and it, it really impacted me. It was the first time I heard it. And they said, Shannon, if you were the only person that ever walked on this earth, Jesus still would have done what he did for you. And suddenly that makes it about, oh, my sin. You know, Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. 
we have to remember that he suffered and he died. That if you were to read the Old Testament, if you were to read Hebrews, it talks about the fact that there is a debt that needs to be paid, that there is a cost for sin, and, and, and the currency is blood. The currency is a broken body, and Jesus did that for us. He took our place, the one they nailed to the cross. Should have been me. Should be each and every one of us. But we need to remember that those words that the angels spoke to those women, we need to be reminded of that today in case we forget, in case we think, oh yeah, I got Jesus, yeah, he, great, I'm covered, I got my card, I got my get into heaven free card because of Jesus. And we, stop, we don't stop and recognize and realize what he has done for us, the sin we have committed and will commit that grieves him. Jesus gave his life for that. So the, the words the angel spoke were Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. This redeemed life that comes through to us through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins, it was paid for at the greatest price that could ever be paid, Jesus. So the angel comes down, right, and he speaks to these women. He looks at them. He says, there's nothing to fear here. I, I know that, I know that you're, you're looking for Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. And then he says this, he's not here. He's not here. He was raised just as he said. See, he spoke these words of, of, of being raised up three days later. He spoke these words of being torn down, being built back up. He spoke about this. He's not here. He is not in the grave. He was not just a man. Death could not defeat him. Death could not hold him. There's nothing that was going to keep him in that tomb for anything. Nothing. He rose. Jesus rose. He came out of the grave. That's what makes this so amazing. Otherwise, we're here today to celebrate someone who was powerless. If he didn't come out of that grave, if he, if he didn't come out of that, uh, that, that place of death, then, then he was just a really smart guy, a popular guy, a prophet kind of guy. But he wasn't Lord, he wasn't Messiah, he wasn't the Savior of the world, but he did come alive. He did come out of the grave, which makes him everything which makes him God. He's not here. He is risen. That's what Easter's about. The fact that your sin went into that grave and Jesus rose up. And because of that, we can call on his name and we can rise up and we don't have to be uh, covered by the sin death anymore. We don't have to live in that anymore. We can rise up and be people who are living a resurrection life, an Easter life. He is not here. He was raised just as he said. And then the angel says this in his last sentence. He says, come and look. Come and look. Come and look at the place where he was placed. Come and look. I've never put my eyes on Jesus. I, I've never seen Jesus. I, I don't know if I ever will on this side of heaven. I'm not going to rule that possibility out. But I'm, I'm just thinking I'm probably not going to see Jesus when I'm on, on this side. But you know what I have seen? is I've seen people who follow Jesus. I, I look at, I, I know people who, who lived a life that said, come and look. So that when I was looking for Jesus, even though I wasn't quite sure what I was looking for or what I was getting myself into, I met people who were living a life that said, come and look. I, I met people who were living a life that said, come and see. Come and see this resurrected Jesus. Come and see. Let me tell you the story. Let me tell you the truth. Let me tell you the promises of God through Jesus. Come and see. 
And so on this Easter morning, the same message that the angel spoke to those women, I want to say to you today is I hope that if you are already a follower of Jesus, is that you will be determined once you walk out of this room, is that you will be a person who will live a life that says, come and see. Come and see this Jesus that I know. Come and see this Jesus that died for my sins. Come and see this Jesus who rose again on the third day so that, so that the, so we might live and not just live a, a mediocre life, but live a full life, live a redeemed life, live a life full of promise, live a life full of power. Come and see. Come, come and look. You know, because when I, I think about this, when I, was, when I was wondering, when I was wondering what, when I was craving something more for hope and clarity, and, and I was looking at the trajectory, trajectory of my life and going, oh, this doesn't look really good. I think, I think there's more. And when I was in that process, God put some people around me that, that were saying, come and look, and they were far from perfect, and they were completely flawed, and yet they were people who said, but we love Jesus, Come and see my Jesus that loves me in spite of me. This is what they were saying. This is how they were living. And it made me want to know more. And I know this, folks. You know people. There are people in your life right now who are, they're grasping. They need something. They're looking for something. The, the word Jesus might not be coming off their lips, but, but they, that's what it is. Has God placed you in their life for you to be around them, to, to live out, come and see? Come and look. Let me tell you. I think he has. I think God has put you in that place for that reason. See, on that day, this angel spoke just a few sentences to these women to give them hope, give them promise, to, to not help them not be so upset. And I, we can hear them today to say these words. That, that, so that if you've been wondering about Jesus, if you've been wandering far away from Jesus, will you just, I want to put all these words back together again. And I want us to hear these. There is nothing to fear here. I know you're looking for Jesus. The one they nailed to the cross. He is not here. He was raised just as he said. Come and look. That's the Easter message that happened on that morning, and it's the Easter message today in 2017. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you that when we, whether we know it or not, when we find ourselves looking, that you're not going to leave us just kind of floundering about. You're not going to leave us without, without a lifeline. So God, that w then when we're looking for you, we, you will be found by us. Your, your word promises us that. God, on this Easter morning, I, I just pray that we, especially those of us that we've been doing this thing for a while. We, we know Jesus. We know the Christian life. We, we know, we pray, we read our Bible, we, we do Christian stuff. God, I pray that we would be reminded today of the amazing, supernatural, miraculous events that occurred over a few days, a couple of thousand years ago, that still affect us today. And that what Jesus endured, what he rose up from, was utterly amazing. That my sin, that our sin, would be left in the grave. 
We thank you, Lord, for a redeemed life, for a promised life. And God, there may be some here this morning who are just kind of, they've never really stepped over that line. They, you know, maybe they believe in God. Maybe they believe, you know, they look around at creation and everything and go, wow, there's probably a God, sure. And, you know, they, they've kind of dabbled here and there, but they've never really in their heart settled it. Or that today might be that day, that today they desire that, they desire to take that step, that they realize they've been grasping, they've been searching, they've been looking, and Jesus has always been that answer, and today they're ready to claim that answer. And so if that's anybody in this room, that that they would pray something like this, God, I believe in you, and I believe in your son Jesus, and I believe that every single sin I have ever committed has been paid for. By the blood, by the broken body of Jesus Christ. And that he is risen. And because of that, I can rise up too. I can be resurrected. I can be redeemed. I can live new life. Because of Jesus Christ. And it's in that name we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Solomon's Porch Podcast. We hope you heard some good practical news in this episode that you can apply to your life. If you'd like, we'd love for you to review our podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. You can also support our ministry by going to theporchvaldosta.com slash give. Until next time, stay classy, listening friends.